Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And this is Quantel with the Creative Brew, and we are presenting a, a special episode. This is a uh, volume one of the Creative Brew Roundtable session where we invite past guests that was on our show, and we, we bring them back, and we... we this is raw. This is <laughs> unedited. So I want to give a, a quick warning that it's going to be some cussing. Um, so this is not for kids. But this is really a just a, a, a raw uh, commentary as far as where people um, that was on our, on our show before, where they're at now, what they're doing, um, and really how the uh, almost like a state of the union you know how how are they doing right now with their personal life with their business and like i said some of it is not going to be you know married you know some of us you know have these uh struggles and challenges and then that's part of life and at the same time too we have new beginnings and new things that we're we're um trying to do uh within our careers as uh, entrepreneurs as creators um as people in in various walks of life so uh, so yeah, I, I want to uh, give a quick shout out. You know, uh, thank you for my sponsors. Thank you for for everyone that's um, been listening so far. And yeah, I hope you like this. This is a long episode. It's gonna be a, about an hour, uh, about an hour and a half long. But uh, yeah, it's got a lot of great insights and, and just some some people of various uh, of various walks of life, of, of various uh, perspectives, backgrounds, and we're all just getting together. So I hope you enjoy. To this special episode of the Creative Brew, and we we're, we're uh, doing a, a roundtable event today. So this roundtable event is brought to you by AstroPad. AstroPad. Is an app that actually, if you're a if you're a digital creator like me, it actually turns your iPad Pro into a professional uh, professional graphics tablet, so you can use Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, uh, all the favorite programs, all the programs that I use, I can use right on, right on my iPad, and it actually turns it into a uh, a new uh, actually an extra uh, workspace for me, and it helps with my digital workflow, especially if I'm working remote, I'm working at various places, uh, it's, it's always helped me. So uh, if you're interested, you can contact, you can go to AstroPad, uh, AstroPad Co on Instagram, or you can go to AstroPad.com for more information. And another sponsor, and they've always been a great partner of mine, uh, I'm still going to give shout outs to them, is uh, Panels, Comments, and Coffee Bar. Uh, they've always been the um, the headquarters of the of the Creative Brew, and, and uh, right now they're currently closed, they'll be reopened here. Uh, next week, I believe, uh, obviously from, from COVID, but uh, I, I did want to give a, a quick shout out to them. Uh, they've been a great partner of mine. Been been able to actually allow me to be able to go in there and and uh, bring everybody, uh, local people in to uh, to record the podcast. I'm always appreciative of them. Uh, you can contact them at Panels Coffee, uh, or you go to uh, PanelsCoffee.com for more information and see what things they got going on. I believe they got a new menu coming out and some other things. So um, always supporting small businesses, uh, local businesses, um, all my coffee shops, all my restaurants, all my breweries. Uh, I hope everyone is, you know, doing takeout if you can with local businesses, you can help and support them um, and, you know, doing what you can to, to help with that, um, with the economy there. Cause I know it can be a little, a little rough right now. 
Um, so yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll get started here. We're gonna do some uh, some quick intros. Uh, I know you, but for the people that that may not know you, uh, maybe you want to reintroduce yourself. And uh, we'll go from from the top here. We'll go with Napoleon Doom. Um, you can go ahead and start. Okay. Hi, I am Napoleon Doom. Uh, I am the founder of Lucid Nat Productions. Uh, I write a comic book called Lost Bread that's about my lucid dreams. Uh, it kind of spilled over into an audio drama, which is a, uh, it's called Creeping Wave Radio. And uh, it's kind of a scripted audio drama. We get a lot of local musicians, a lot of local talent to come in and sort of further the storyline of uh, Lost Bread Comics. And then from that, because Napoleon in Creeping Wave Radio is a podcaster, uh, then we did uh, the You Mind podcast, which is a semi-scripted, semi-real podcast where we interview super and supernatural people. Uh, this year, we're putting a lot of focus on local people who improve the community, who do something or giving back in some kind of way. But then we also have our scripted episodes and our comedy episodes. There's a lot of improv, a lot of uh, scripted kind of interviews, and a lot of real interviews with people who are doing important things. Awesome. And, okay, we'll go to the next one. I, I feel like uh, the Brady Bunch or something like that right now. <laughs> Um, we're to go over to uh, Jonathan and uh, Fernando. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'm Jonathan Smith. This is my father, Fernando. He'll tell you that in like a couple of seconds. But I'm a wrestler. I graduated high school last year, won a national title, and became big money because of it. <laughs> wow. And right, well, you know, I'm just I'm just a wrestler. Now, just the most interesting man right here, my father. No, I'm not the Dos Equis guy. You know, I wish I could be. <laughs> well, hey, hey, guys, my name is uh, Fernando Marrero. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, uh, former professional uh, mixed martial arts, former professional wrestler, uh, ex-military, you know, you name it, I've done it. I'm a current actor and uh, stuntman. Um, currently a CEO of my own uh, startup uh, marketing production company by the name of Seed Creations. Um, you know, pretty much it's a marketing production company. Uh, and, you know, we're just, you know, doing great things. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, this uh, pandemic has, you know, kind of, uh, you know, befallen everybody. You know, it's something that has uh, afflicted uh, not just us uh, regionally, but nationally and also globally. You know, but, hey, man, hey, we're here. Hey, we're warriors. You know, hey, I'm a soldier, the first and foremost, you know. And um, and I'm looking forward to all the challenges. And just, you know, situations like this has just been even more so uh, of a blessing and an opportunity to, you know, spend, you know, time with family and loved ones. You know, this is my son, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, so I hope everyone is well and safe and that good stuff and looking forward to, you know, this Carpe diem, you know, seizing the moment once all this stuff just looks. And you guys expected me to compete with that introduction. Yo, you look good for your age too, bro. Let me just say, like, yo, <laughs> for real. <laughs> I'm muting myself here. Uh, Kano, you're, you're next. Okay. Uh, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Um, my name's Kano. I am the head roaster of Seven Seas Roasting Company down in San Diego, uh, California, uh, South Park area, if you guys are familiar. Um, I also have been a lifelong skateboarder. Uh, that is pretty much what I attest all my uh, ingenuity, 
determination and motivation to. Um, I feel like if you can skateboard, you can pretty much do anything on the planet, like straight up. Uh, some of the most in interesting individuals I've ever met have been skateboarders. But at the same time, uh, I came to find jujitsu later in my life. And uh, man, I, I've learned from Quantal. I think uh, it's amazing to learn to be able to control yourself and learn how to um, just adapt to certain situations when you're in uh, when you're getting strangled. I think it's amazing. Uh, for me personally, that's just my own outlook. And then I also like to cook. I like to bake. Um, I have an infatuation with ovens. I'm a coffee roaster. I've just applied that to baking as well. And then um, I love to run. I run marathons. And I just had this mentality where when I met Quantal, I just, a creative to another creative, like the determination, the uh, dedication to motivation and the dedication to a consistent drive within yourself. So that's, uh, I feel like that's why I connected with Quantal. And uh, now I'm here with y'all and I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, mad love. Yeah, thank you, Kano. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Mike, take it away. What's going on, guys? So, my name is Coach Mike. I'm one of the directors in a company called uh, Winning Mindset. Um, obviously, I've, I've got my wrestling mindset shirt on here. So, um, I grew up wrestling, wrestled my entire life, wrestled throughout uh, college. Um, I currently coach wrestling. Um, but when I left, uh, when I graduated from college, I worked for the FBI for seven years, did a bunch of really cool stuff. I was a hostage negotiator. Um, I did forensic accounting, uh, surveillance, background investigations. I did a lot of really cool work. Um, but in the process of doing that, I opened up my own wrestling club when I moved from DC to Houston. And long story short, um, in the midst of having a lot of kids be very successful, I noticed that there was a really big gap between how physically talented somebody was and mentally the type of athlete that was showing up. And you know, even with like an extensive psych background, um, I found myself unable to help some of those athletes bridge the gap. So I actually consulted what was wrestling mindset at the time as a client and um, they helped my wrestlers so much that three years later, I left the FBI, like I said, to be a director in this company full time. So one of my, uh, you know, main roles is um, I work with a lot of like the high profile, high level NCAA high school state champion. Um, let me rephrase like NCAA teams, uh, all Americans, national champions, Olympic teams, UFC fighters. Um, I work with a lot of like those, you know, high level athletes around the country. And then um, I speak at a lot of coaching conventions and uh, seminars around the country. So, you know, obviously uh, Quantal and I have bonded through, you know, our, our, our mutual interest in wrestling. And, you know, for, for us, we work with about 3,500 athletes a year. So I spend a lot of time in California um, working with, I, I, you know, some of the teams that are real big out there, like, um, um, I know it's not Kano. How do, how do I pronounce your name again? Kano. Kano. <laughs> so like Kano, so I'm a blue belt. Um, I started training jujitsu um, to help better teach jujitsu guys and fighters how to wrestle. So um, also something that Quantan and I talked about, you know, I think long story short, mindset is something that is very important, not just in athletics, but in life, you know, a, a lot of people complain about, um, 
you know, this millennial generation or people complain about what's going on um, in their lives. Ultimately, like whether or not somebody's successful or not has a lot less to do with their talent and a lot less and a lot more to do with what they focus on. So for us in our company, um, we came up with a systematic approach on how to train mindset. And obviously it's been very successful. When I started with the company in 2016, we had about 125 clients. Now we service about 3,600 clients a year. Um, and those are athletes across about 21 different sports, CEOs and, and uh, companies that are in the Fortune 100. Um, you know, so mindset is the main thing that I deal with. But, you know, like Jonathan and like um, some of the other guys here, you know, wrestling and jujitsu and MMA is something that I'm very passionate about. So um, whether it be creative on or off a mat, um, I'm looking forward to seeing where all of our conversations go tonight. I think someone, I think someone's got their, got the Facebook live feed on. So I don't know if you guys, yeah. but yeah, if, if someone's got that, you can just turn that off. Oh yeah. Yeah. No worries. You can just turn it off. So you don't hear the echo. Okay. I do zoom calls like literally all day, every day. <laughs> virtual, So I'm used to it. Quantel, you're muted, bro. <clears throat> you're muted. Oh, I don't think you realize. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. There you go. <laughs> um, Mildred, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see everyone. Um, my name is Mildred Marie Langford. As you can see, Quantal and I have the same last name because we're related. <laughs> um, so he and I are cousins, but I am um, an actor, writer, producer here in the Los Angeles area. Um, and I've been here in LA for about four years now. Um, and uh, yeah, came here for the business. Um, I'm originally from Virginia. Uh, where I studied at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, um, and then lived in Chicago for nine years, where I did a ton of theater and, and uh, eventually got into TV and film and then came out here to pursue more of that. Um, I'm also a, a creator of a series called Commune, um, and then also producing co-producing another project now called Ticker, uh, which is an anthology series. Um, and uh, yeah, and the creator of a nonprofit called the Black Creators Collective. Um, and our mission is to uh, bring um, the arts to underserved communities here in the Los Angeles, South Los Angeles area, as well as uh, create opportunities for artists of color. Um, so that's something that started last year. Um, and so we've got a lot of projects in the works for that. Um, so yeah, just a huge creative. I work for uh, Southern California Public Radio. Um, so I also, uh, you may hear me on the radio sometimes, <laughs> um, but yeah, just, uh, doing a lot of things, writing as well. Um, so have some projects in that area coming up and, um, yeah. And I think what everyone has been saying about, you know, mindset and sort of keeping yourself, uh, active, I think is all perspective. Um, and, um, just keeping yourself busy in that and kind of 
finding different things to do that keep you motivated. Um, yeah, and keep you creatively strong. Yeah, okay. we do. And we got Emerald. How's it going? And uh, yeah, just a quick little story about you. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Quantel. Um, for those of you that are sort of meeting me here for the first time, um, I work for the Chamber of Commerce here in Oceanside. So I'm their membership director. So uh, my role just includes a variety of things. I, I do sales for the Chamber. I do um, content creation for the writing um, for, you know, descriptions of our events. Um, so a lot of that, you know, I'm executing the events, you know, hosting those. Um, during my first podcast with Quantal, we focused on um, a lot of networking with that. And so just that topic alone has been just kind of flipped on its end and, you know, we're not meeting face to face anymore. So we've had to get creative, kind of shift gears and, you know, lean on platforms like Zoom or Remo um, to try to find a, a better way for people to stay connected. So, you know, that's been a, a little bit of a learning curve as far as, you know, the technology goes and, you know, just um, figuring out how to, you know, record these. I'm just learning right now that you can live stream them. So <laughs> something I didn't know before. Um, so I look forward to Quantel teaching me how to do that later on. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely doing a, a crash course right now. So it's, uh, but you know, it's, it's really cool. Everything, yeah, everything's working right now. So uh, it's pretty cool. As, as I make sure everybody shares it out um, through their own respective pages there. So. That's Zoom is a great interface. I don't know if you guys can notice, but oh, it's, yeah. well, you can't see me. So it's so now it's a great interface, but it also has its issues. So I'm yeah. I'm trying to be in San Francisco right now, but it's not exactly. <laughs> it's a learning curve, <laughs> you know. So I mean, you know, it's been fun though, just to see, um, you know, the reach that you can get from, you know, the recordings of these meetings. We'll do just different webinars and. Um, Quantel's going to do one, um, you know, next week on, you know, how to do your own podcast. So just kind of, you know, staying, um, you know, in tune to what people need out there in the community. And um, we're, you know, in heavy outreach mode right now. So, you know, with the chamber, we serve about, I'm going to say a little under 700 member businesses. There's still thousands that need to be reached out to in Oceanside. So, um, you know, our membership team and just our staff at the chamber has been really busy um, you know, despite the the business closures and things like that out there. And, um, you know, we have just kind of pivoted our efforts and more focused that um, into just, you know, lobbying for different programs for businesses. So um, you'll start to see, you know, less event focus and more um, on that change and, um, you know, that collaboration focus with our other chambers and other partners. Um, and one thing I just kind of wanted to, you know, bring forward, if it's okay to share with you, Quantel, um, it's the North County CARES program that we're partnering with the Vista Chamber on. So um, it's a way for us to support local restaurants, but also um, families in need with the local schools. So, um, you know, they're able to identify the families and we're able to, you know, find the restaurants to support. So, um, you know, what our chambers are doing is purchasing gift cards from there and, you know, the schools are distributing those out. So it's okay with you, Pontal. I can share the link in the chat function. Yeah, yeah. Hey, not a problem. Yeah, share away. And also, too, I, I sort of saw this as, uh, uh, I guess, a little mini networking event. So if people want to get connections somehow or other, please, I'll, I'll, you can either put it in the chat box or I'll be sure to uh, give people uh, everybody's emails and things like that. So uh, it's always good to have a uh, connection. I, I wouldn't have a connection with any of you if I hadn't done this podcast. 
Um, and uh, like I said, Em just put, um, yeah, she just put a, a little uh, link for the, in the chat. So if you got, like I said, if you got, if you want to connect with anybody, um, you know, just do a little private, you know, you know, private chat or whatnot, just send your email, you know, share each other's information. Uh, so I'm, I'm real big on, you know, creating a uh, network and, you know, that's how you grow. So the more people, you know, you know the more you grow. So uh, I'm going to get that trademark too. So uh, no, I'm, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, so going to, uh, and let's, um, we'll, we'll go into the, the next uh, line here is, you know, what's, what's happened with you since, uh, since we've, you know, since we've talked. So like I said, a lot of people I've, I've interviewed at various times, uh, depending on what, you know, what you've been doing uh, professionally or personally. Um, so I'll start with you, Napoleon. What, what things have been going on uh, for you? Uh, and like I said, you can, you can share what, whatever information you want to uh, since we last uh, had the interview. Sure. Uh, well, right now I'm gearing up for Creeping Wave season 3.5. Uh, last year we didn't really get to finish our story arc for season three uh, because we had some family health issues going on and a lot of other things. So we, we had to kind of cut it short. Uh, we're hoping that this year we're finishing out the story arc and I've basically been sending the script out to a lot of different uh, local talent and talent in the Southern California area. Uh, so we've got some people in LA. We've got uh, Goat versus Fish, who's a performance artist that works out of uh, LA. We've also got uh, Alex Stein. Um, he was actually in an episode of Penny Dreadful. Um, so we, and then we've got a lot of local talent. Uh, Margo McGrath, who's a local musician, provides voice and music for it. We've got Anna Zanova of Pink Eye. Uh, she is a local musician who plays uh, in Pink Eye and a couple other bands. Uh, they're sort of a genre switching kind of crazy fun band and we're always looking for new bands and new talent to bring into the ring and uh, it, along with that we're doing uh, the you mind which is the uh, podcast and this year we're focusing in on people who are making a difference so we're having uh, the sisters of perpetual indulgence we're going to be doing an interview with them on the 22nd and that's going to be something really fun we, we've had um, Karina Contreras who is a Vista City Councilwoman and she's making a big difference. And then we've also had Tybalt the Talking Cat. So he's come on the show a couple different times and uh, that kind of gives you an idea of the range we do. It, it goes from serious to silly and we always want to keep people guessing about uh, what kind of guests we're going to have on it. But that, uh, the You Mind, ties into Creeping Wave Radio. So if you listen to that, you don't, they're their own separate pieces. You don't have to listen to one to enjoy the other, but they kind of feed into each other. Plus, I'm trying to write the uh, third volume of Lo uh, Lost Bread Comics, which is uh, going to be interesting. We released a mini book for Comic Fest and had some people kind of interested in it. It's going to get a little darker than it's been before, mm -hmm. a little creepier, um, but uh, it should still be fun. And that, that's the balance I try to keep on uh, all of my, my material is I want it to be a little bit dark, a little bit creepy, but fun more of a Beetlejuice as opposed to like a, a grindhouse kind of feature or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so we'll go over to uh, Jonathan Fernando. What, um, you can, and you can answer this separately or you can, or you can answer this as team PBA. Uh, it's up to you, but um, what, what things have, um, have occurred since, you, since we last uh, had our interview? Yeah, um, so uh, well, 
wait, you know. wait, wait, wait. So wait, we, when we had the interview, it was before my national title? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, that was sort of weird because you sort of claimed that out. And then I looked in the, I looked in the Win magazine and I see Jonathan and won a national, uh, a freestyle national championship. I'm like, what? I just like right after. Yeah, yeah. it was right after. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, man. And definitely uh, Jonathan right here, man. He's a phenomenal kid, you know, graduated high school, uh, you know, and, you know, just, just the epitome of, Fortitude and uh, mental toughness, and then start me up and, and work ethic. I, I've never seen, and I'm not just saying this because he's my kid and he comes, you know, he's a part of my DNA or whatever, but you know, I've never been impressed by, you know, any other kid. Like, you know, a lot of kids, especially adolescents around that age bracket, you know, they don't, you know, they want to screw around or go out and party and, you know, whatever, and especially before the whole pandemic, you know, hit. So everybody wants to go hang out and all that stuff, but he's in the gym, he's focused, he's you know, grind and he's working hard. And, you know, that's wrestling was always a passion of his. He's been wrestling since he was, what, six, seven years old. And um, just that mental toughness and his work ethic, I've never seen anyone uh, his age or within that age range, you know, from the time that he was real little to where he's at now at 19 years old that, you know, just worked so tirelessly and he's just obsessed and consumed with wanting to be the best at what he does. I like to beat people up. And he went on to win a freestyle. He uh, competed in the Greco Woman Division as well. Uh, so he's a junior freestyle national champion, 195 pounds. Uh, he uh, went on to compete at the Greco Woman uh, tournament within the same tournament as well. And um, he ended up taking fifth. You know, it's hard to you know get a double stop sign to, to win two national titles back to back in the same you know tournament go. But you know he he really you know put forth a valiant effort and you know a, a fifth place showing you know double all American in the same event like that's and then winning a national title in the but same. But here's event. actually where the real story is. It's, it's hilarious too. Like <laughs> I've been telling people for years that like I'm the real deal and like uh, you see there, there's these rankings that we have in high school, right? Greatest thing ever. It's complete, just bogus sometimes. <laughs> what? But um, basically, I go to this tournament. I'm not ranked at all, you know, and I've done a lot. Nobody respected me. Nobody at all. I'm not ranked at all. Like, nobody even mentions my name. Like, I'm just random guy. And then I just smack up every kid who's ranked in the top five. Well, well, I mean, to me and to a lot of people who really, you know, know this kid who's had any hand in his development, they know that he's not a dark horse. Like he was destined for that, and he was destined to go out and you know achieve any other great accolade that that's left to achieve. I mean, he should be the face of USA wrestling. Um, as a result of his national championship win, uh, he uh, received uh, several full scholarship offers to uh, multiple uh, universities, spanning throughout the whole spectrum from NCAA Division One to Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA. Uh, we ended up uh, accepting a, a full offer. Um, uh, we actually, uh, it was down to uh, the two schools. And we, we received some pretty big offers from some big schools, but we're looking for uh, certain intangibles. And, uh, you know, uh, so it was down between two schools, between Old Dominion, uh, you know, Coach Martin, and also uh, uh, Presbyterian. Presbyterian College in South Carolina. Uh, so yeah. it was a, a relatively new uh, upstart program with uh, Mark Cody. Mark Cody, if anybody is familiar with wrestling. Uh, he was regarded, you know, and heralded as one of the greatest, you know, minds in 
you know, amateur wrestling and NCAA and, uh, you know, and you know, Jonathan was kind of looking for like that second father figure, if you will, you know, that Phil Jackson to the Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or whatever. And, uh, you know, went down there with a lot of high expectations, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we ran into some uh, difficulties and uh, Jonathan had his first taste with racism, you know, down there in uh, South Carolina <laughs> in the deep South, you know, it was sad and unfortunate. And, uh, you know, as his father and then, uh, as his uh, personal conciliary, if you will, uh, you know, I made an executive decision to pull him out and, uh, you know, bring him back home and to transfer him. And, you know, we're not going to deal with that. Uh, it, it was just a lot of complicity on behalf of the coach, on behalf of the administration at that school. You know, not the bad mouth for, you know, talk trash because I'm not that type of guy, but a lot of things uh, that were of concern, viable concerns were brought to their attention. They chose to do nothing about it. Um, and, you know, well, it's my right to, you know, and his right to decide where, you know, he's going to go. And, you know, all in all, as a father and as a man and as a parent, you know, his, his safety, you know, as my son, you know, is takes the utmost priority and utmost precedence. So, you know, we got him out of there and, you know, wish him the best. Uh, from what I heard, uh, I think they're actually struggling. A lot of guys are transferring out of Presbyterian. Uh, um, there's been some scuttlebutt that they actually may discontinue their program. That actually came down because of budget cutbacks that happened right before the whole pandemic uh, with COVID. That uh, yeah, they up a lot of programs. Dominion got discontinued, and a lot of programs all across the board got shut down. Old Dominion too. Old Dominion got too. shut down. Yeah, they, they got shut down. Yep. And actually, the athletic director told the coach and told everybody, "Hey, if you guys can raise twenty-five million dollars, we'll keep the program." Like, <laughs> well, you know, crazy. you know, excuse my language, but unfortunately wrestling, you know, I love wrestling. Wrestling is a great sport. You know, it's been around since the dawn of civilization, but, uh, you know, wrestling, unfortunately, you know, in modern society in these days and times, it's that little shitty sport that nobody really <laughs> cares about. And all the money goes to basketball, football, football you know, baseball, baseball, all that soccer. stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, so there's a lot of politics with that involved and I'm sure you get those politics set every university at every level, even up into the pros. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, hey, we're, we're talking to Fresno State right now. Uh, we're talking to Manlo. Um, Fresno State's a good program. Manlo, even though it's NAIA, but they're a great program. Uh, Joey Martinez is the coach up there, great coach. I'm just open for business. And yeah. this entire time I've just been training. And been training I just hard. keep training. Like it's, I, I just don't stop training. Yeah. And, 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 and as far as what I've been up to, well, I've just been – you know, grinding, working hard, you know, uh, been traveling. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, have been uh, kind of frowning upon that. Well, why are you traveling? And especially like family members and the elders in my family, you know, they're like, you're crazy. You shouldn't be traveling. And, you know, I kind of get lambasted a little bit and get cussed out, you know, by some older, you know, aunties and uncles or whomever. But um, nonetheless, you know, I had to go back home, handle some business, check on some of the elderly family members or whatever. And then I uh, went down to uh, Atlanta. Uh, you know, uh, where I actually closed on my uh, second property, uh, residential property, part of a group investment. So just doing different things to diversify outside of what I already normally do. Um, so we got that in the bag back here in Los Angeles and, you know, just, you know, writing, you know, producing. Uh, got a few uh, projects that are uh, set to come out, a few uh, short films that I was uh, co-producing um, and also, uh, you know, uh, cast it in as well. 
um, you know, that's set to come out like around Christmas time, also uh, around the summertime as well. Um, it's just unfortunate, you know. You know, I feel bad. Like a lot of the small businesses and entrepreneurs have been, you know, impacted the hardest. You know, in light of this whole uh, pandemic. But you know, I definitely, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Even with Hollywood, you know, uh, auditions have been slow. You know, but you know, I get a lot of auditions for, uh, you know, a lot of self tape auditions. Um, submit them, but. You know, nothing's moving. You know, you submit the auditions to, you know, and there's been a lot of self-tape auditions, but nothing's moving. You know, yeah, the industry shut down. Right? You know, everything's yeah, self-tape. Yeah, everything's self shut down. So once, you know, CDC, WHO, DC, and whatever other acronyms decide they want to, you know, <laughs> decide, you know, when it's time and when it's best, I guess, for things to reopen. And I know uh, I realize a lot of states are starting to uh, reopen in phases. So we'll see how that goes and, uh, you know, just keep going, you know, keeping the faith, keep going and, you know, always staying busy, you know, trying to, you know, be, uh, continue to be a, you know, good mentor and uh, role model to kind of groom this young man and keep him on the straight and narrow. You know, there's a lot of pitfalls and a lot of vices, you know, as a young man, as a young woman, when you come of age and, uh, you know, you just got to, you know, kind of be on your P's and Q's, if you will. And, you know, and just that, that fatherly experience and uh, just, my experience and it's like even though I, uh, it's crazy because i i kind of say i'm old but actually i just had my 38th birthday so i kind of feel old because i'm like wow i got two boys he's got an older brother 21 year uh, 20, 21 year old brother so i have the 21 year old son he's 19 so i'm like whoa I, i've done a lot of things and accomplished so many things done so many things just within just a short span of time that most people normally experience to do going into their 40s and 50s and 60s and beyond but he's probably the youngest oldest dad ever yeah <laughs> young old guy <laughs> awesome um kano what what have you been up to i know you're uh you're always you're always up to something what, what have you been up to since we last talked oh man uh uh to be honest it's been one hell of a roller coaster to be 100% honest. Uh, right before COVID happened, I actually had torn the labrum in my shoulder. So like pretty much right after I had rolled with you, Quantal, um, when we had that private session up in Oceanside, yeah. I, my shoulder was feeling really bad and I was training Muay Thai at the time, Muay Thai, boxing, and jits like probably like four or five times a week. Oh, wow. And jits. I mean, with everybody who here who trains, I mean, you know, like especially if you get into something. For me, jitsu was, yo. Know, I get in jits and it'd be like, gi for like an hour, and then maybe like no gi for like hour and a half, maybe two hours. So when I would train jits, it would be you know three hours. So then you know fast forward, we get into COVID. I have this torn labrum. I was like, oh hell yeah, nobody's training, so I'm like, this is kind of chill. And then you know like anybody who trains wrestling, jits, whatever, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I was getting antsy, but I was also dealing with this injury. And then you get like the, hey, we got a mat. We got a private spot. Hey, you want to come kick pads? You want to like, hey, you want to roll a little bit? And it's like, ah, mm, I do, but no, I, no. you know, like, so it was also going into COVID, it was definitely dealing with like, hey, I'm still in physical therapy. Like I was in the middle of physical therapy. So I was like wearing a mask, but still trying to like fix my arm and my shoulder. Um, 
you know, I have the podcast. I, I honestly didn't even think about that. Sorry, guys. Like, I, I have the Caffeine and Green podcast. Quantal was a, a guest on my podcast. Um, I was starting to do it through Zoom. I, to be honest, 100%, I wasn't stoked on it. I like the face-to-face. -face. I like being able to sit here with you and be able to vibe, you know, go off your energy and feel what you're, what you're vibing on. And like, Quantal is a perfect example. I don't know if you guys have ever heard his episode with me, but I didn't know Quantal at all. And we ended up having one of the deepest conversations I've ever had with a person. I don't even want to say a stranger, but a person in general. Um, and I was like, yo, bro, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, I've never met another person who like vibes with me on these like deep intellectual thoughts or, um, ways of thinking, I should say. So that kind of led me to that. So with all that being said, during COVID going into the first month, I was like, yo, okay, we're going to do the podcast. We're going to do zoom. And then I'm going to do like edits. So I do edits through like Adobe Premiere or I'll do After Effects or I'll do Final Cut, whichever I'm feeling that day. Cause I want to speak both languages fluently. You know, like you got to adapt to the times. You got to be tech. You got to be do this. You got to do that. It, like my degrees in marketing and PR. So it's like, I know how to talk to people, but hey, yo, let's market this well, right? At the same time, right? So um, I felt pretty motivated like the first month, maybe month and a half, I'd say of COVID. And then, um, unfortunately, I'm going through like a personal, a, a pretty heavy personal thing. Um, I had recently gone through a separation and a, uh, a divorce of my life, if you will, and, uh, and my wife. And um, basically, during this time, I ended up, um, I ended up uh, kind of dealing with that, if you will. So things that I was doing during all this training, I might not have dealt with, I guess, if you will, but then I went through COVID and I would be here chilling in my spot. And yo, I went through some of the deepest, darkest depression that I think I've ever been in in my entire life. Um, I, I had really, really bad thoughts. I had really, really negative thoughts. I thought about like, what was I even doing with my life at the same time? You know, like I left my wife because of a certain situation that I felt like I personally couldn't deal with. And, um, you know, that was kind of what it was. So COVID has been, I think more so even more like a creative outlet. It's been a very real um, life experience, if you will. Yeah. The time that like, you know, I'm so busy, whether it's coffee roasting, whether it's doing the podcast, whether it's editing something for a UFC fighter. Like I, I've been blessed to be able to film a lot of UFC fighters recently and edit for them and do these edits and do these things. But at the same time, it's like, yo, real life's happening. Like I'm going through a divorce. So um, it's COVID has been a real uh, eye-opening experience because I was the one who left. But at the same time, I still felt a part of me that was like, um, yo, I've been with my, my lady for 10 years, but I've known her for like almost 20. And it was like coming to a realization, like, yo, this is what's happening. And um, yo, I'm not going to say nothing negative about her, but like whatever had happened, it was just real talk. So that's what had happened. And so I had to do my thing. And uh, I've realized through all of this, it's been a, um, I don't want to be like cliche, but it's been like a rebirth in a sense, you know, like 
I, I do all these things and I make myself busy and I make some money and I do these things. But at the same time, it's like, yo, bro, at the same time, like when you're in quarantine and you're by yourself and you have nothing but your thoughts to nothing to deal with real shit, like that's what it is. But luckily I've been blessed. I have two best friends that I kick it with on a daily. Uh, all my people that I train with on the regular, they're here for me every day. And uh, that's why I love jujitsu. That's why I love uh, wrestling and all that shit. Because like through, through the thick and thin, all my homies have been there. Like I'll be there at their fights. They're there for me when I need them. And that's what it is. So like, yo, let's fuck it. It's life, yo. Feel me? Like, let's, let's get it. Let's get it. Like, I don't even care. But if that, that's what COVID has been for me for the last two months. Like, it's been heavy. But it's been all right. Wow. Uh Mike, Coach Mike, what's 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 been going on with you since since our last conversation? For sure. Well, so we, I think our conversation was like what, like right at the beginning of the whole COVID thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right at the beginning. So, like for us, our our business is virtual. So, business itself, like, is either on the phone or over video Skype and uh, Zoom stuff like that. So, um, that hasn't changed too much. Like, what's changed a lot for me and for the business, but like I said, like mainly for me, I spend two to three weekends a month, two-ish, sometimes three weekends a month on a plane, traveling either to go work or to like, like to go work with teams or individuals or speak. So no travel, right? Like, I mean, you know, we've been friends on Facebook for a while and I'm always all over the place going places. I'm home, right? So things that like, I obviously had to adapt and, you know, uh, um, generate, income without or like or perpetuate income without having to get on a plane and talk to people in person you know i'm very much a you know some of what you were saying is that like while i can do a lot of things virtually and i do do a lot of things virtually like we have a podcast i do a lot of interviews i i, I prefer doing most of my business in person it's, it's a much bigger expense but i feel like the relationships that get built in person are you know very long lasting versus doing what i would normally do you know as far as like sales and leads and stuff over the phone well long story short i didn't get i haven't been able to really travel and interact so that's been different i would say for me covid's been like a unique blessing like you know i we've all we've all found either like blessing in adversity or like you know i, I feel like i've I, i've been i got the good side of the stick for a lot of people are learning like to really like a lot of difficulty. Um, I'm normally so busy that I don't get to see my friends and my family. I don't get to spend time at home. Um, I've I realized how much I've neglected like my house. I've done more on projects on my house in eight weeks than I've done in seven years of owning my home. Like, like not even close. And like just stuff that like, you know, material and like, 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 um, aesthetic things like really didn't, like, I really didn't care for. Uh, I tried to do a garden six years ago. It didn't work. I just like grass grow over it. Like I just dug it out, like learned how to plant like the right way, not to screw it up again. Right. Like I had four of my wrestlers come over and we dug up a huge patch of grass that took six to eight hours and then like put new dirt in and then like laid rocks on another side of my house. Um, I've, <laughs> I definitely learned a lot of lessons doing stuff around the house. I killed a lot of grass by accident. So the last two days, the last two days has been sent, uh, spent laying sod. Never did that before in my life. Um, you know, so long story short is that I put like my house, my friends, my family, 
um, my personal well-being to the side for the last like couple years and just focus on like growth of business, growth of business, growth of business. Like I just have this sense of urgency. Like wrestling taught me to be urgent. Like a lot of wrestlers like score a couple points and then chill. I was always like, got to score more, got to score more, got to score more. Like couldn't score enough until the match was over. Right. So that's how I approach life. Like I'm always like hunting this, hunting this opportunity. So I felt like the iron was very hot when I left the bureau. Um, and we like, were just getting like a lot of traction with wrestling mindset. And I just really never stopped this. The only reason I've stopped is because I was forced to. Right. So like life forced me to halt. And then in halting, I was like, all right, well, how do I make the most out of this opportunity? And that was like what you and I talked a lot about. So like, how have I made the most out of this opportunity? I already had a pretty good garage gym. Now I have a phenomenal garage gym and I train <laughs> twice a day. I have wrestlers come over that lift with me in the morning. Um, and then like, or, or if they're not lifting with me in the morning, they're lifting me in the afternoon. I'm doing, um, I'm either going to ride the bike I just bought outside for 30 minutes or I'm riding my Airdyne with my little portable sauna. Um, like first thing when I wake up. So physical fitness became something that like I'm not fitting in, I'm revolving my day around, yeah. right? So like taking better care of me. Um, I'm not rushing or having to purpose uh, like buying sushi four days a week because I don't have time or like buying, you know, chicken sandwiches at, at like uh, fast foods. I'm cooking most of my meals or meal prepping. Yeah. Um, like I said, like doing a lot of stuff around the house that uh, I've learned a lot. So like, okay, when was the last time that, I learned a lot in tragedy, right? So I live in Houston. I grew up in New York. I didn't say that before, but I grew up, I was 18 years in New York. I spent the next eight years in the DC area. That's where I started my FBI career. Um, and then I moved to Houston and um, I was in Houston for Hurricane Harvey. So my neighborhoods is one of the, like the worst hit neighborhoods in the whole city. So we had 60 inches of water around my house. Um, I was one of two houses that was not just destroyed on my block and I'm very fortunate, but I still had like $14,000 worth of damage. Um, so to bring it all full circle, um, while this isn't necessarily a tragedy, like as far as the way that it's in, like, it's, it's impacting us at home, the way that, you know, Harvey was a natural disaster, um, the way that it's altered life, Harvey was similar um, in the sense that like, I had to learn how to rebuild a lot of things in my house. I'm not a handy guy. like. Us, us white people from New York, you know what we do? We, like, we, we, we hire people to do that stuff because we're not handy, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy, right? So, but I had to be that guy because I didn't just have five grand to go throw to somebody to do something. I had to go learn how to do it myself. And like, I, I'll tell you, being a coach, you do a lot of selfless things to help other people. And kind of like, um, bro, how do you pronounce your name? Because I want to say Kano every time. Kano. Every time I want to say Kano and I want to stop myself. Just think, I, I had to switch. I had to think of uh, Americano. So I say Kano. Okay, so I got to think Americano because, bro, I, I grew up watching Mortal Kombat. Funny story. Funny story. I a baseball player by the name of Robinson Cano. Oh, Cano. Yeah. Oh, I know, bro. Oh, I know. So funny story about Mortal Kombat. I was speaking at a mastermind event for uh, ex-UFC fighter, Alan Belcher. He has a very successful uh, uh, martial arts marketing business. And um, uh, I'm, I set up my booth. I'm getting ready for like my little keynote speech thing. And I look over and it's freaking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Scorpion, <laughs> Scorpion from Mortal Kombat created his own like marketing business. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, 
I'm like, you're like Scorpion, like the, like the dude that shoots the thing out of his hand. Like, like that Scorpion? And he signed, he signed a freaking picture for me. Anyways, just small world. Um, so long story short, uh, Hurricane Harvey, obviously like wrestling taught me a lot of toughness and grit. And I was like on a plane three weeks a month, three weekends a month, but also working on my house 18 hours a day. So when this hit and everyone's like losing their mind how to deal with it, like besides the fact that like wrestling's brought me through like depths of hell that like you really just like college wrestling's brought me through depths of hell that like, uh, like bro, as tough as you are now, you wait till you go through like another, especially for depending on which school that you transfer to. Speaking of, hit me up off the record, uh, not off the record, offline. I've got yeah, some schools that you probably, yeah, I've got some schools that you probably aren't aware of that I think would be very advantageous for you. I have a lot of, I have a lot of clients in California um, to include other kids that won national titles the same year you won yours. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay, uh, Jace Lukow was a long, uh, a long time client of mine. Jace was your client. Yeah, long time. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, so Jace was the so for those of you that don't know wrestling, uh, Jace was one of the better wrestlers out of California, but he came out of nowhere like last couple of years. He was a nobody, and then all of a sudden he was the tournament that uh, Jonathan won. Um, the year Jonathan won, Jace was Jace won in the deepest weight class in the tournament and was named most outstanding wrestler. Um, and he, he went to Fresno State, too. Anyways, we can talk about that later. I should have um, won that award. I'm just saying right now. I should have won that award, dude. Hey, listen, I think, I, think I, I, I don't doubt it. Uh, it was the beating that he put on some of those kids. Like, uh, Keegan O'Toole won the Junior Hodge Trophy, and he damn near teched that kid. But like I said, we can talk about that off, offline. Um, in, in, in closing, because I, I know we've got other people to talk to as well, I think COVID for me has given me perspective. Um, I'm so focused on work and goals because I feel like my time to shine is finite. Um, and like, I, I, I really, I feel like the last uh, like two years, I personally have gained a lot of traction like in our market in addition to our company. And I just, I really wanted to strike while the iron was hot. And I sacrificed a lot of things that I forgot how important they were to me. And again, I'm, I'm not talking about my house. I'm talking about time with my family in New York, like time with my daughter, time with um, spending more time with my wrestlers here in Houston. I spent more time on a plane some months than I did with them. And it just gave me a lot of perspective and like realigned my priorities that I literally, literally wouldn't have happened unless this happened. My life had to straight up stop um and put brakes on for me to get that perspective and not that i neglected any of those people or didn't do a good job in any of those departments but like i just i don't like doing anything good like i want to be great and i felt like the perspective that this gave obviously like i'm in the best shape i've been in outside of when i competed over the last couple of years so you know uh americano cano <laughs> i have <laughs> Uh, I, I, so I competed in jujitsu like 11 times over the last three years. I haven't gotten scored on yet. Um, wow. yeah, I haven't gotten scored on yet. I think I outscored people like 67 to nothing. And I won my, and I, my, I had a draw in my super fight. I beat the dude 12, nothing, but the rule set was submission only. So in some rule sets I would have won cause it's essentially a jujitsu tech fall. Um, but in this one, um, even though I didn't get my hand raised cause I mean, I beat him 12, nothing, but it was submission only. I definitely took that dude's soul because he had tears streaming, streaming down his face. My G, um, my G, yo, yeah. I, like, I don't mean to cut you off, but like my training partner that I like from the day, like my day one training partner, her name is Leah. 
she literally, we were on a boat right before I came on to do this. And she looked at me, she was like, hey, you need to get back on the mat. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but she's like, I want to kick your ass. And you have been out for like four months. I was like, I'm recovering from my shoulder. She's like, yeah, it's about time you get back on the mat. You're being a pussy. Where do you train? Dude, I ain't even gonna lie. Like UFC Mission Valley. I'm proud as fuck about that, bro. Like we got a (laughs) legit, we got a legit squad, but we got a secret mat too, where we're like, we're chilling right now. We got the California State Muay Thai champion rolling with us. We also got like Team Perusa coming straight out of like, uh, like out of college right down there in San Diego. But yo, Team Perusa, we're, 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 we're here, son. We're, that's what it is. That's what it is. Team Perusa all day. Team Payne. I spent a lot of uh, a lot of time at Team Oyama in, in uh, Irvine. Okay. I worked with a bunch of those guys down there, and then obviously, like, so I worked with Selma um, up in Fresno, Selma High School. Uh, they're, they're they're pretty tough. Bosco in Downey, um, and then a couple of big MMA gyms. But, anyways, the it's the so fun. huh? It's, it's so fun. I love it. Like all the homies, they're just the, so. Jonathan, when you when you get to the point where you're done wrestling. There's nothing more gratifying than a grown man saying, I quit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%, bro. <laughs> Every, and, like, especially in competition, you can just take somebody's man card like that and do him dirty in front of his girl. <laughs> you really can, though. Yeah, you, you like, can. you got to beat somebody so bad that you look at his girl afterwards and be like, why are you with that dude? <laughs> why did you bring your girl to the spot anyways? <laughs> yeah, you should have known what was coming. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the, that's the, that's, that's the reality on my end. Like lots of perspective, like really like reinvigorated, like my, my, um, my investment in myself and like those around me that are more important than ultimately what my career is going to be. And it's easy for us as coaches to like, you know, for me and like all my careers, right. Like between being a wrestling coach, like being a grappling coach, being um, a mindset coach, like I'm always serving others so I could justify it to myself that like, I know I'm sacrificing for those around me, but it's to benefit others. Um, And realistically, you know, like I think of my very elderly grandparents and like, like, uh, you know, if they were to somehow get sick, you know, like I've sacrificed a, a time being able to spend with them or those around me that as much as great as it is to help those around the country achieve their dreams. I need mean, it, it made me realize that like, I'm gonna spend a lot more time with those that invested like their, their whole life into me. Because um, I've spent the last like seven years investing 80% of my time into everybody else. Yeah. All right, good deal. We'll keep it going here. Uh, Mildred, how, what, what's been going on with you since our last interview? Oh my God, the last time we spoke was, was that like, three years ago, <laughs> our interview? I think so, yeah, because it was when uh, Commune first came out. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that was probably like 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been good. Um, did Commune, and right now we actually have someone who's interested in helping us get distribution, so. Um, we're just sort of keeping prayers crossed about that. Um, and hopefully we can get it on a, a bigger platform, streaming platform or, uh, with a network. So that's kind of what's been going on with that. 
Um, working on other things, like I said, I am uh, also a co-producer for a new project that's coming out called uh, Ticker Project. And it is um, an anthology series, which will run with different, different episodes and everything kind of takes place in this hospital waiting room, but there's always a different circumstance, you know, surrounding that. Um, so that's a really interesting project that's coming out. Um, and I'm part of the writer's room for that. So I'll also be contributing a couple of episodes. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, what else? Um, so I've been back at work since COVID has started also. Um, I actually was in Chicago working on a show and had to come back because of COVID. So everything closed down. So we didn't get to open the show, which was, was disappointing. But um, so I ended up coming back here, uh, what, like quarantining for like two weeks and then going back to work at the station. So I've been back at work since April, since the beginning of April. Um, and it's been good. I think, uh, as you know, as a lot of people have been saying with COVID, I think it's, it's caused a lot of things to sort of slow down. Um, and it's been good because it's allowed me to sort of reassess because I think I also, just as an artist, I was always on the grind. I was always involved in something, always saying yes to something. Um, and I think as, as other guests have been saying that this process has really allowed me to say, okay, these are the things that I really want to focus. Instead of trying to do everything and be a part of everything, let me streamline what it is I really want to focus on and what it is I really want to have accomplished by the time this is over and we can all kind of go back to life in some sort of normalcy. Um, and so that's really focusing more on the writing and the producing. Um, so doing that and um, so yeah, so it's, uh, and so really taking time to do that and really saying, okay, this is what I'm gonna do and really gonna take time on that and just really kind of hone more other areas of my craft, um, I think. And, and that's been exciting because I think with acting, though I've been doing it for a really, really long time and I, I enjoy it, I think, part of me sometimes, I think for a moment, it, it didn't feel as exciting to me um, in, in a lot of ways. And so I think this process is kind of helping me to say, okay, well, what is it now that really excites me? What things am I really interested in? What other areas do I wanna pursue? And so it's giving me time to do that and really work on that. And now that you know, there are no really, no one's really working on set. There are no auditions besides like maybe self tape auditions. And, um, but the industry isn't moving at a pace that it used to. So everybody is now really, really working on the same level. You know what I mean? Everybody is, is, is working on the same level now. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens once Hollywood opens back up and, and how we're operating again. But I think it'll be very different. And I think for the good, I hope, um, and that a lot of old ways, you know, it won't be operating in a lot of the old ways that it did before. Um, mm -hmm. And everyone will have an equal advantage in the industry. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. And um, I think, yeah, taking the time to really, uh, interact with people or reconnect with people that I maybe haven't spoken to in a long time or didn't really get a chance to speak to because I was always moving, life was always going, and there was always something to do here or there. Um, I got my personal training sessions in, so I'm doing that. <laughs> so 
that's been good. And um, yeah, but I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. <laughs> People uh, either lost their minds or they've like reinvented themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, M, what, um, what, what things have transpired since, uh, since our last interview? Gosh, I mean, how long ago was that? Like uh, over a year and a half ago to two years, maybe? I mean, you know that Mildred just said it was almost three years. I, I guess it really has been almost that long. <laughs> um, so yeah, just so much has changed um, for me and, and a lot personally. So, you know, um, much like um, not Kano, but Kano <laughs> um, said, you know, just going through some, some personal challenges, you know, in your life and, um, you know, some setbacks, you could even say. Um, so just also, you know, reinventing myself and, and figuring out what that means. So um, I'm still vegan. <laughs> I talked about that a lot. And, and oh, me too. <laughs> friends and yes. um, you know and just talking and when I think we had initially talked me and Quantel I was you know just kind of learning how to be a vegan and I just mm -hmm. wanted to you know research everything and you know I, I did the best I could but I feel like now I know so much more and I'm able to use less substitutes and more um, you know making stuff from scratch so it's more you know it's more whole foods plant-based, um, you know, less of those substitutes that you typically see out there, which I think are really great. But, you know, I think I, I said this initially in that podcast that, you know, it's it's not, um, there's a difference between, you know, being a, a, a healthy vegan and then a junk food vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know, with that, and, um, you know, for, for me now, my life looks a lot different. So, um, you know, when I had initially filmed that with you, Quantel, I think I was even just about like 30 pounds heavier when I did that. So I lost a ton of weight between um, when I initially did that to now. Um, a lot of that is from, you know, the diet, but also just getting out and being more active. So, you know, in my life, I, I picked up some new hobbies. I tried out um, roller derby. <laughs> so that one, unfortunately, you know, since it's a full contact sport, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's on hold um, from COVID. But, you know, I was out there doing burpees on, on skates and um, while it's no easy feat, it's, it's so great to be, you know, to feel part of a team and um, just build that camaraderie with other women out there. So I'm I'm really looking forward to getting back to that, and I'm I'm working on getting some outdoor wheels so I can still stay in shape and um, be ready to pick back up whenever that happens. Um, so you know, a, a lot has changed. You know, more so on the personal side, and like I was saying earlier, just more like you know, on the professional end, um, you know, moving events virtual versus this face-to-face -face we're all so used to, um, which I really loved, you know, being able to check in with people and read their expressions. And while we can still do that here, it's just not the same. Um, so, you know, like I, I always like to look on the, the positive side of things. So I'm looking at our live and, and seeing that we're able to reach the more people, um, you know, versus us, you know, kind of sitting around a table um, talking. So, there's pros and cons to, to all of that. And I, I'm, you know, just kind of learning that right now as I'm navigating this new um, role I have almost to find, you know, virtual events for the chamber. So that's been really interesting. Yeah. Um, now, other than that, I'm just, you know, kind of trying to stay on the ball with everything that's changing out there from the new laws to mandates going out. So I'm just trying to make sure the businesses have all that ready in their hands as soon as it comes out. 
Um, <laughs> I apologize if you have a little party crasher here with my son. <laughs> I think actually, even when Quantel interviewed me, I had three babies, uh, and this was one of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> like a bobcat. big. That's crazy. It's so huge. The Savannah cat. Um, and if I could give a plug, one of our members actually briefed them. Her name is Amanda. Um, she has a business called So Oside, and she's doing um, face masks right now, and she's donated a ton to, you know, healthcare professionals and what have you, but, you know, she breeds cats, you know, at her house, and it's so cool to see, you know, um, their different colors and patterns, and so blue is, um, is a little bit different, so he's, you know, more of a white, and then I have another cat, um, which I got since, you know, that podcast initially came out. Um, she's more of like a darker color. And I have two German Shepherds too, so. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy, you know, I've been busy, you know, um, yeah. reaching out to businesses, petting cats and walking <laughs> dogs. <laughs> you know, all the while just making some good vegan food. Um, Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really awesome. I, I have a partner and he's vegan too, so we both just kind of help each other at the store <laughs> when we're cooking, you know, it's, you know, you can't buy that. That's not vegan. <laughs> just to see like you know where our community is going right now as far as the collaborations out there so I'm seeing a lot of like you know winery and restaurant package deals or people are doing live videos um, on Facebook or whatever co-hosting it to promote their brand so I love seeing that and I hope it continues yeah that's something I, I do urge anyone especially if they're they have a, a, a brand or they're trying to you know just pr promote market themselves uh, I would definitely um, especially for my, uh, you know, I've got a couple of actors and, and, you know, entertainers definitely stay, stay online, keep, uh, you know, building that content, uh, you know, start, you know, keep doing some more, yeah, even, you know, Facebook lives, Instagram lives, do certain things that's gonna, um, you know, keep, keep your audience engaged. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely, definitely suggest that. Um, so, uh, other, and yeah, thank you for, for the update, you know, uh, that is, that was a huge cat. Oh, that's, that's a huge Yeah, cat, I thought that yeah. damn thing was a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like 17, uh, 18 pounds. Just a little. Oh, my God. A big cat. By the day. Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, so we'll, we'll keep going around here. Um, what, uh, and just, and like I said, you can give me maybe one or two um, things. What, what things, uh, it could be professionally, personally. And I'll start with you, Napoleon. What things have you uh, adopted? Maybe to, it could be a uh, you know a, a new habit or a skill or anything. What what things have you adopted with even with your podcast or comic book or anything that you're doing right now? I know you've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on, but uh, what thing have what things have you adopted right now that sort of help better you? Um, well, I'm actually going the opposite on social media. I used to be very invested in social media, putting something out there every single day, uh, just putting up videos of me talking about what's going on in the process. And I've, I've taken a step back from that. I've really cut out social media a lot, uh, which it, it's probably exactly the wrong time to do it. But uh, for me, it was uh, really so impeding my uh, creative process that I felt like... Uh, so much of my interaction on social media was just like really uh, a lot of people giving like negative 
or like hypersexual kind of comments. And I just had to pull myself back from that and say like, I really want to focus on my scripts, on my artwork, on my creative things right now. And once I have those things to share, that's what I'm going to put up there instead of like putting up a picture of myself just saying like, hey, everybody, this is what's going on today because there's always going to be those people who are on there like, bitch, you fat. Whose mom are you? And that kind of thing. And it's just like, oh no. Yes. Yes, I am ugly. It's cool, man. But then on the, the flip side, there's always someone who wants to show me their penis. So that's always nice, too. Wow. And, no, it's wow. not nice. Don't, don't show me your penis. <laughs> but um, it's, it's just, I, I needed to remove myself from that kind of negativity and say, like, you know, it's, it's about the yeah. artwork. It's mm -hmm. about the writing. And that's what I need to focus myself in on right now. And then I share that. Uh, when it's a completed piece and, and that's where maybe I don't have a post every day for people and maybe people are wondering what's going on with me like why aren't you posting you used to post like five times a day it's like well I'm cutting it down and making it posts that matter and yeah. so that's kind of where I've been <laughs> no I think that's I think that's right though because I think that's I've sort of been in that mindset as well because I think going on social media sometimes it can just feel overwhelming um, and I would always, you know, and there are a lot of people and I get it, you know, sometimes it's, it's the way that people connect and it's how you, you stay connected to other people. But I think sometimes it is taking that step back and saying, okay, um, am I just sort of doing mindless posting or am I really posting something yeah. that is effective, something that is affirming, something that is going to uplift people, something that is going to impact someone's day is what I'm posting have a real purpose. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, because sometimes I think it can become sort of this succession of just, I, I, I don't really know, but just things just that don't, I'm sorry? You're posting just to post. Yeah. Just to post, you know, as opposed to, and I think that's what it's, and that's what it's also been for me, I think, in COVID is realizing, okay, the work that I put up, what is it saying? And what is it saying about me as an artist? Um, because I think that at the end of the day, that's what I really want people to see. Do the work that I do, this is, this is what it says about me. And this is what it says that I think about the world and the things that I care about. Um, so giving, giving what I'm posting a real purpose and a real meaning. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I think people sort of fall in that, that trap uh, to where uh, they may see other people online to feel like okay well they're, they're doing this I, right. I you know i need to post you know x amount of times and you know sometimes you just need to you know sometimes you don't need to do anything sometimes you know just and and actually that's something that i uh from a recent blog post that i i put up at the chamber was you know just create what you love um and you know create from the heart if you know if you're a podcaster and you love talking about comic books or sci-fi or you know spiritual things or anything um then create content around the things that you love. You know, if you love pop culture, you know, create something based off of that. Um, you know, I think we, sometimes we feel like, um, you know, we, we need to be on brand uh, every time with what we're doing. And, and really the biggest thing is just figuring out how to tell a story and how to tell a compelling mm -hmm. story. If it's something that, mm -hmm. you know, you create a, a small two minute video and you create it from the heart, uh, you're gonna get more traction and uh, more of an impact, and at the same time too, it's gonna make you feel good. Um, then you post it out. You know, it could be some kind of marketing content that it looks great, 
but you know, sometimes you know that it's not, you know, it's, it's not authentic or you know it's not, you know, you feel like you could be doing something else uh, completely different um, with the way you're, uh, you know, presenting yourself and things like that. And like I said, it's different for everyone, but I always believe, you know, you just, you know, create, create what you love. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good, good point, Mildred. Um, so what about, uh, uh, Fernando, what, what about you? What, what things, what things are y'all adopting? Uh, just one, one or two things. No, no, that... I mean, everything that you guys said, I mean, you know, you guys said it, you know, the nail on the head. I mean, you know, I share reciprocating sentiments, uh, to the T. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, it's crazy, you know, and in the midst of my travels over the last, I've been going out of LA. I actually just got back into LA on May the 1st. I was gone for like, uh, six weeks or so. And, you know, during that whole time, I didn't post, you know, you know I could have, you know, where, you know, as a society becomes so attached, you know, to our devices or whatever, I just kind of put everything down and just had to reset. And sometimes we got to reset, you know, and then, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, you want to put out quality content, you mm -hmm. know, and piggyback on everything that you guys said, because you guys, you know, perfectly elocuted it to the T that, you know, <laughs> You want to be authentic, you know what I mean? And you got to right. create what you love and you want to make a, uh, a connection and create and, you know, somehow propagate positive, impactful change, but not just, you know, on, on a small scale, but, you know, on a large grand scale. And, and by so the way, everyone on here is super beautiful, by the way. So, like, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> that's straight. Okay. But, but, but just given this whole situation, um, you know, it, I don't know, I guess I've always been that, you know, hard nose, uh, you know, hardworking, just hungry, you know, athlete, militaristic type, you know, guy, you know, when I got that laser beam fucking focus, <laughs> like, okay, this is what it is. This is what's going to be, you know, like in the military, you know, again, I did some time in the United States Air Force. I was a security forces member, uh, military police officer, did some time in the U.S. Army. I was a 13 Bravo field artillery uh, cannon crew member. Um, so in the military, you know, we uh, use the term objectives a lot, uh, we use goals, and I think words have power. And, you know, to, to me, goals are like hit and miss, like you, you can or may or may not attain those goals or whatever have you. But with objectives or just with that terminology, it's like, okay, in the military, in the war room or whatever, you know, we set objectives. We schematically devise a plan, we execute, we reach our objectives. America. And that's what it is, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> just like with everything, you know, from jujitsu, from MMA, from pro wrestling to now and, you know, Hollywood and everything else, you know, just objectives, man. You know, just, yeah. uh, I'm so much more, I've always had that desire and that yearning, burning fire within me. And he's kind of like leveled up and taking it past beyond another level with burning, burning fire or whatever, but kind of like pinky in the brain. So <laughs> <laughs> that's super tight. The pinky in the brain. <laughs> Yo, that's tight. <laughs> whatever, no matter who gives it. Who gives it. Hey man, I'm just hungry, man, and the desire's there, and you know, uh, just got to keep going, man. You know, and just kind of lean on into, you know, I guess to piggyback on my whole creative tip from last time or whatnot. Got to be fearless, man. I've just always been the type because how life has raised me to be from all my experiences. I come from a lot of dysfunction, you know, personally, a lot of obstacles and adversities, and 
you know, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm so far removed from, from, from the starting point, you know what I mean, from where I used to be, and that itself is a blessing, and it's like, whoa, like, I'm still here, I'm still strong, I'm still standing, though I'm kind of tattered, and I got some, you know, cigarette burns, and bullet holes, and stab wounds, or, you know, I got a bum knee, I'm kind of, you know, like, okay, <laughs> well, <I'm> gotta get <laughs> You know, hey, I'm still gone, and it's going to take a, a lot more than COVID or some other bullshit in life and whatnot to take me out because I've already faced with the worst in life. That, like I've been, you know, they say there's nowhere you can go to rock bottom. I've been below, like rock bottom. Like I've been like immersed and buried under the rubble. You know, ground zero, decimated, and you know all. You know, but I'm still here, and you just got to keep going, man, and just keep going, and be fearless, and just keep in the faith, man, and just working hard. Just keeping that fire going. And I just want to agree with Napoleon. I mean, honestly, taking a step back, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if I had any advice, it'd probably be grind. Like, because I grind. I grind. Grind, but don't be afraid to take a step back and breathe. Mm -hmm. and notice that there's pretty trees around you. And like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's the thing, too. Like, uh, you know, it's a good thing. Thank you for that. You know, we kind of triggered that or whatnot. But uh, it's something that I've adopted as well, being um practicing being more uh present mm -hmm. and more uh, appreciative and practicing mm -hmm. gratitude you know being in the moment and, and life is about moments because mm -hmm. you know you can't control shit you know whatever's going to be is going to be whatever's going to happen is going to happen but being present and being in the moment and appreciating the moment whatever the moment is that in itself has so much more substance Grab this guy. I should pick you Let me unmute myself. All right. Um, Mike, uh, what, what things have you uh, adopted uh, since, since this, uh, this COVID has, has hit? Anything? Else? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, there's something I didn't say earlier. Every time I podcast and like I have a bunch of like interviews and podcasts that I've done with like, whether it be wrestling, uh, wrestlers, coaches, uh, MMA fighters, there's a pillow that I always have with me this is that michael phelps picture so like one of the concepts we talk about is predator mindset right um eyes on the front like to hunt eyes on the side like to hide you know pretty much like your your mindset goes what you focus on right so this is this says losers focus on winners winners focus on winning the story behind the picture for those that don't know is that um this guy beat michael phelps in uh the world championships and nobody really knows that everyone knows him as the dude that got caught staring at michael phelps in the middle of the race right and uh that's what made him famous and like you know he spent so much time talking smack to michael phelps like in between the world championships and the olympics he was mean mugging him backstage whatever michael phelps his goggles actually filled up with water he couldn't see but he didn't let that distract him because he practiced counting his strokes right so um i say all that to say that like you know, you know, uh, you guys were talking about gratitude. That's something that like we talk about a lot um, in mindset training. Um, Penn State won uh, eight out of nine national titles in a row. And they say the mental edge of that team is gratitude. People talk about gratitude as like being thankful for things. And that's a very key part of it. But like gratitude is also like seeing opportunities and things. Like if you're grateful for something like, oh, I get to go fishing today. I get to spend time with my friends today. I get to do this, right? So I would say 
that like, while I talk about gratitude a lot, like, and I'm definitely, and I practice a lot of gratitude, I would say like, I, I've adopted the same, like making the most out of the opportunity, unique opportunities that I have right now. Right. So that's what I always like tell, tell our clients is that like, um, or like whether it's my wrestlers or whether it's like my mindset clients, you know, focus on making the most out of whatever your opportunities are. So if you have an opportunity to train, did you make the most out of your opportunity to get better? Right. We have this like this time right now where you can be focused. This is what you and I talked about on the podcast. You, you can be focused on all the problems that this is creating or the um, how this has created so many unique opportunities. Right. And like what and how can you make this an opportunity? Can you see an opportunity in adversity? Um, and I say all that to say that, like, I've seen this, this opportunity to, like I said, spend more time with loved ones. One, two, um, make uh, my own personal well-being like a priority again you know that's what I was talking about before um, some new things that I've adopted but a bike for the first time since freaking college <laughs> right like I'm 33 right I, I know I don't look it with this mean beard but um, <laughs> I'm 33 about to be 34 I haven't ridden a bike on purpose like outside Perfect. of like visiting a random city once uh, since like 2005 or six and that's been probably one of the most like seems so small, but like such transformative thing. Like, I don't know what's in vitamin D, like, like what the science behind vitamin <laughs> D, but like letting sun start my, like sun hitting my face starting every day for like 30 <laughs> minutes has been like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> but like, but like the, like getting sun in the morning, like I had an air bike, Right. So Jonathan, you've probably used air bikes before, like the airdynes. That's the literally worst, most awful, exhausting thing on the planet. And uh, um, I still have nightmares about that. Yeah. It's the best thing on the planet. I don't know what you're saying right now, bro. Bro, you like <laughs> that's because you did it by choice. I like to suffer, bro. I do. Uh, I like to suffer too, but we had to suffer not by choice. We were told to do it. Uh, <laughs> and to like get to deep depths and darknesses of hell. Um, anyways, like the only exercise that I was getting was all indoors. I don't run anymore. One, because I got bum knees and I spent my life cutting weight. So I like have no desire to run whatsoever. Um but biking has been like a new habit that I've adopted. And I can't tell you the last time I've been excited about something so small, like on a daily basis, I wake up with so much more purpose. Like I, I wake up excited to kick the day's ass, like, especially when I'm traveling, but I wake up, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to ride my bike this morning. Like what <laughs> new rich people neighborhoods am I going to like ride into today? You know, like I live in a nice neighborhood, but I'm attached to like, in California, what would probably be like five, six million dollar homes yeah. here, they're like barely four hundred thousand. Um, it's wild the cost of living here. So I would say bike um, gratitude. I make I've I've made a lot more of I've been, I've been a lot more present and like making more of like the opportunities that I've had around me. So our wrestlers have had a secret space to train, so they've trained harder, better and are like literally foaming at the mouth to compete. They're in a place better now than they were before their state tournament. At, as a club, we had the most successful state tournament we've had in six years. Every year, we're the number one club in Texas, but uh, with the exception of Allen High School. But every, uh, uh, this past year, we had a very, very good year. My kids are better now than they were come for their state tournament. They're more motivated now than ever. Like, I think this has changed all of their lives in what, like, 
because of what they realize, like what they can accomplish, because I get my hands on them four days a week versus them having to go to school and get all these other coaches, like having my hands on them four days a week, like making them more of a priority versus being present one day a week at practice because I'm always traveling, I think has been just as impactful for them as it has for me. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I would say just like piece of advice, because I know that's something that um, you guys were saying too. Um, it, it, it goes back to like, be the landlord of your mind. Like you need to treat your mind like a sacred place the way you treat your house. And the thoughts that come in, every single one of them need to be addressed. Uh, I think we, there's like levels of people. There are like, there are negative thinkers, people that allow thoughts and their emotions to take control of the way that they, the, the way that they operate, right? There's people that are somewhat even keel, but are easily tipped off. Um, they have more good days than bad days, but they do have like really bad days and you know, their, their emotions are definitely not as manageable. And then there's like very, very high performers. Um, what I've noticed, like even as a mindset coach, like when I compete, I feel all the same things that like my clients feel. I feel the butterflies. I feel like my mouth getting dry. Like I feel all, my heart starts to race. The difference between me and like what most people go through, like let's just take in using athletics and stress as an example, um, is that like I have extreme coping skills and tools to be able to deal with it. Um, moral of the story is that you could take this time, regardless of like which level you're at, to take more ownership of your thoughts. People just allow the thoughts that come in to like spark emotion and whatever emotion happens, like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. This makes me mad, let me be mad. This makes me really sad, let me be sad. Like the only person that's in control of how you feel is you when you actually know how to do with it. So I think people should practice being more aware of the negative thoughts that they have. So like we talk about predator prey mindset, right? Like be aware of the negative thoughts that you have, literally write them down, take like three days and like write down all the, all the weak minded, like, like uh, poor, unproductive thoughts that you have and then address them, look at them on that paper, like convert them to something more productive, address them for a couple of days. I use the example, be the landlord of your mind. If someone knocked on my door, I'm gonna answer, right? And I'm gonna answer like one of three or four ways. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fling the door open and be like, what's up, man, good to see you. I'm gonna peek my head through and be like, can I help you, right? Or I'm gonna open the door and like put my gun in their face and be like, if you don't get off my porch, I'm gonna shoot you in the face, right? So my point is, is that like we have to address the thoughts that come in with the same sort of urgency as we would our front door. I can't take credit for that, that concept. Uh, Tom Ryan, the head coach at Ohio State, who also happened to be my club coach when I was a kid, um, he said that in a podcast that he did with us. And you know, he just talked about, you know, be the landlord of your mind. Like, you can't control what happens, but you can control how you respond. Mm -hmm. The more aware that you become of, of what triggers you and how it triggers you, the thoughts that derived, like you could start dictating not only your responses, but like the way that your emotions operate. So we've got all this time on our hands. Instead of like solely picking up a hobby uh, and like getting in better shape or not, um, why don't we also take more control over like the way that we operate? Because ultimately the way that you think influences the way that you feel. The way that you feel influences the way that you act. The actions that you take are gonna influence the way, are gonna influence the outcomes that you have. So if there's one time more than ever, like take this time to be aware of the thoughts that you have. Cause what I've noticed that like the highest, where the highest performers struggle 
not a lot bothers them, right? Like they're not going to get kicked off their horse hard, but they just kind of suppress negative mm -hmm. thinking. Like, ah, shut up, shut up. I'm good. Right. If you went to the doctor and the doctor said you have cancer, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's just a little cancer. No big deal. You'd be like, get that shit out of me. Like right now, like can we make an appointment for tomorrow? Like, is there anything that we can do to like get this process going? Like, let's go. Right. So negative thoughts, people need to start treating like cancer and they need to have responses to them. Positive thoughts need to also be treated with the response of like, you know, making the most out of them. Like do more with the positive that comes in, put gas on that fire the same way that we're putting water on the fires that are coming in on the negative side. I think if we took more ownership of the way that we think right now, we're going to take, like when we come out of this, we're going to come out of this a hell of a lot better than we came in. Well, what, what about, uh, what about you, Emerald? Uh, what, what things, um, what habits have you adopted? Oh gosh. I mean, a lot has changed. Um, you know, for me just with the whole, you know, COVID situation, my job, um, you know, we're able to work from home a little bit. So my schedule and just kind of trying to be mindful of hours and things like that, that's changed a little bit for me. But, um, for me, you know, also kind of dealing with that same, um, you know, there's a word for what you guys were describing, just kind of wanting to post just to post and just to say, Hey, I'm out here and I'm, I'm okay. Um, you know, feeling that same FOMO and, and trying to navigate that, that no, I don't have to post every day just because um, to stay out there and, and, you know, in people's minds. Um, but also, you know, for me, I've adapted just trying to stay, um, you know, still into my routine, still getting up, trying to do yoga every morning. I know if I don't stretch it, I haven't started my day right. <laughs> so kind of you start your day with the right flow in that way. And um, that's my advice to anyone that's, you know, you, we all get stuck in a rut and we all have bad days. And for me, I know I, I just kind of take account of that. Did I, did I have my routine? You know, did I set myself up for success there? And, you know, if I can say no, then um, that's a chance for me to kind of take a step back and slow down. And that's what this whole um, process has been for me personally, just, you know, a chance and a, a gentle, a, I guess not so much a gentle reminder, a pretty aggressive one <laughs> that you have to stop you have to pivot but you know it's also just okay to remember that you don't have to you know master a new skill or language or hobby um you know during this time everyone is you know dealing with it differently and i think you know regardless if we want to talk about it each of us is struggling with something different in our own way um so it's just good to keep um keep that in mind just be patient with people as you know you're interacting with them too because we're all facing you know our own unique challenges there so that would be my advice um, to anyone. And just right now, personally, you know, in my role, just from the changes I've had to make, um, you know, instead of, instead of doing, you know, heavy sales outreach and something that's going to bring, you know, direct return for me, I'm more focused on, you know, finding out how I can be an asset to someone else and of service to them. Because I really feel like I'm a firm believer in karma. And I feel like that stuff's going to come back to you if you're out there and, you're planting seeds. Um, right now, we have time to do it. Well, you know, we're all putting out fires, I think, <laughs> you know, on our own ends. But when we can stop and, um, you know, take a moment to think, how can I help this person through their, their situation? Or how can I, you know, teach them a new skill um, or answer their question? You know, taking the time to do that, they're going to remember later down the road. And, you know, you're going to be a huge resource for them, or they might think of a way to help you too. So just think, you know, be my 
mm-hmm. mindful of that. Cool. Kano, what, what, what about you? What, what things have you uh, instilled that, that's helped you out on your, your journey right now? Oh, man. I'm going to be 100% with you. Like, it took, uh, it took me just kind of going through it, man. Um, I had to experience it. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm always on the go. I'm always on the go, always on the go, no matter what. And to, to sit here, I took three days out of my time um, during those, like, two months because I've been out of work since uh, March 13th was the last – full day that I worked and we just reopened today. So seven seas roasting, come and holla. But uh, we just reopened today for the first time uh, for Friday through Sunday, but it's been crazy. It's been like, uh, you know, two months, but I took three days out of these two months and I experienced probably some of the craziest emotions I've ever experienced in my life and like dealing with the things that I'm dealing with. And I came out of it, but I went into it knowing that I like mentally was going to go there. I was going to experience it. Let yourself have those negative thoughts. Let yourself have those, uh, I don't know, just crazy, just, just thoughts about the, the things that you're going through. Yeah. And um, I just allowed myself to embrace it. And dude, it sucked it sucked really, really bad. It was probably the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life to be a hundred percent honest with you. And, um, I brought myself out of it and I, you know, I had cut myself off from all my homies and I have two friends that I've been with this entire time during COVID or whatever. And, uh, my one homie Ray Ray and my homegirl Leob and, uh, even them, they were like, yo, what's popping? Like, yo, what, what happened? Where were you? And I was like, yo, I just had to deal with some shit. Like, it's all good, whatever. And then you move past it and I'm back in training and I'm back on the mat and I'm back, uh, you know, striking or whatever and doing these things. And like I was saying earlier, I was like, yeah, I was on the boat earlier today and like we took a kayak out, we took some paddle boards, whatever. And uh, I would just say like this thing, if anything, like I already – I already have, I feel like I'm a very grateful person and I appreciate the things that I, I have in my life because I work very hard for these things I, and the things that I do have afforded me to meet the people like yourself and afforded to meet all you people as well, which is awesome. And um, I don't know, like you do these things and you meet these people and, and you know, when something like this happens and your life comes to a complete halt, um, at the end of the day, I had two people in my life, aside from my mother, which all day, my mama is my best friend. I will not, I will not hide from that. I'm a mama's boy all day. That's what's popping. That's what it is. My mama is my best friend. That's what it is. But, um, you know, other than that, uh, I had my two homies. And, like, I was telling them, I was like, you know, if anything, this what this has taught me is, like, my bonds with my two best friends are – you know, they can't be matched and like that's just they were already my they were already my like my rider dies before this shit and it's like you know my homegirl Leah she like I started training jujitsu from day one with her and she's like killing the game like yesterday I seen her doing like this like collar choke like a side from north south and it was like she like I said earlier, she was talking shit to me earlier today, saying like, "Hey, you need to get it back on the map because I'm like, I'm, I need to beat your ass." And I was like, "Nah, like, 
obviously she's gonna whoop that ass but like ah it just like it's it's painful you know like but you have your homie and then you have your other homie and it's like you made it through you made it through like hey we don't know what's gonna happen after this but you know that you just made it through two months of quarantine whether if you have a family or if you have your homies and it's like the people that were the the most meaningful in your life they were there and they they helped you through it and you're like even stronger now so it's like yo whatever comes next we got this like yo it doesn't matter because regardless of what's going to happen like whether you're poor whether you're rich whether you're like whatever as long as you have a good support yo you're going to make it through this we're going to get through this and everybody's going to be cool and like yeah it's going to suck for a minute but like mm, we're going to make it through it yo so it's all good i think that's just I just think that's what COVID has taught me. And at the same time, it's still affording me like really, really cool shit. Uh, you know, filming UFC fighters and like getting to get on the mat and like just really experiencing just awesome individuals. So I think it's really cool. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I honestly can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Like if it's going to be a rebirth of COVID-19, two and a half, you know, whatever, whatever, or like, fuck it like who cares yo let's get it let's like let's keep going though you know what i'm saying like keep pushing because that's that's at the end of the day like we got to keep going yo like disease or not like we got to keep it moving so fuck it awesome yeah. and, and and this is you know specifically why you know i i wanted to uh when i when i first started this podcast why i wanted to call it the the creative brew because I, I love getting uh insights from from various you know people and, uh, and, you know, even with all the creative tips that I've gotten from even even from the from the guests in here, you know, it, those are things that, um, you know, that get absorbed into me. So um, all the all the insights and tips uh, I, I keep I have a library of I have everybody's videos. So, you know, it's, it's always cool going back and like, you know, even when I and I can be, you know, very, you know, positive, uh, you know, a lot of times and there's times where, you know, things hit me and, you know, I. Can get you know irritated or i can struggle with certain things and you know i'll i'll look at you know a video from kano or i'll look at you know uh fernando's or, or uh mike's um you know i'll be like oh that's like i gotta get it going now i was like this is I was like and so like i said yeah i think everybody in here you know inspires me um you know just just as much um you know when i you know feel like um you know, I'm I'm sort of being productive. I'm doing some things. I I look at Napoleon's video. I'm like, okay, I really need to. I know I could be doing more. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just cool seeing everybody uh, sort of transition and seeing what you know. Everybody's got different backgrounds, different perspectives, uh, and everybody you know is getting getting hit in in various ways. And it's always cool to sort of you know see that and and uh, mix that mix that in and, and get everybody's insight. So that's, this is why it's called the creative brew. You know, everybody, you know, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, it's not going to, you know, um, it would be great if everybody was doing good in, uh, in the situation, but you know, truth of the matter is, uh, it's not, you know, people we're on different spectrums right now. You know, people are, you know, having a low point and some people are, are doing good. Uh, and it's just one of those to where, you know, it's always good to, uh, you know, have that perspective and, and have that awareness of seeing, you know, where people are at, because I, I know I personally, I tell myself, you know, I'm as I'm just grateful to, to be able to, to, to just breathe. Um, you know, I get up and I'm like, 
hey, I can take a deep breath. I'm, I'm good to go. And that is far better than a lot of people right now. So uh, uh, you're the you, man, Quantal. You're the man. <laughs> we take for granted a lot of things. We take for granted a lot of things, like okay. you, like you, you just said, taking a deep breath. Like if you guys have seen the videos of like the people that had COVID and they're like, <laughs> yeah, can't, can't even can't even take in air. Dude, yeah, Quantal, you're the man. Uh, don't even don't even downplay it like that, G. Come on now. Uh, so we'll we'll go through. Uh, like I said, we can we can turn this into a, a three hour conversation, but I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> keep it on track here. Um, so we'll go into creative tips, uh, and we'll we'll start with Napoleon. Um, just give me a one creative tip for our audience to use, and and something that's that's helped you out right now. So Napoleon, you can take it away. Sure. Uh, I guess my creative tip that I would have uh, right now is. In addition to working on your projects for your clients and uh, for uh, all the things that you have to get done, always keep something that's kind of like a personal project for yourself, something that just to cleanse the palette that you can, you're sitting there and like some of my paintings, uh, I'll work 18 hours on them. And then I need something to just like, okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna work on this little picture that I'm doing for myself just for my own amusement and, and maybe it's not going to get in a gallery and maybe it's not going to be you know something that I sell but it's something I want to draw and it's something that I care about because for a very long time I wasn't allowing myself that I was like yeah nobody cares about this we're not going to draw this it's not going to make any money and then I'm like you know what? I, I need it though I need it just to like refresh myself and keep myself creative uh, and just, you know, just a reward to myself that I get to indulge a little bit in uh, like a, a piece of writing or a piece of artwork or something that I just want to do for me. And uh, a good deal of the time, people respond really positively to it, uh, even though I didn't make it for anybody. I, did, I was not commissioned to do it, and it's not part of any of the projects I have ongoing. Uh, people respond positively to it, and sometimes I get people who are like, actually, could you make some kind of uh, drawing? I, I do a lot of, um, this year I've started doing a lot of nursery artwork and that came from a couple pictures that I did uh, just for fun. And uh, so now I'm, I'm making a lot of uh, nursery artwork for, uh, and there's gonna be a lot of babies coming from COVID. Yeah. Corona babies. Yeah. Corona, Corona babies. Uh, Corona uh, babies. Coronial, <laughs> coronials. Uh, so we had millennials, now we will have coronials. We're going to have coronials. Yeah, quarantines. So yeah, it's going to be oh, yeah. a lot of babies. And uh, so I, I've been doing that. And so you, you never know where it's going to go. Something that you just did for uh, your own amusement. Somebody's like, actually, that would be cool. Could you do this for my baby? And I'm mm. like, yes. Awesome. So, mm -hmm. Um, creative tilt, Jonathan, Fernando, I'll let you, whoever wants to go, uh, creative tilt, what's something that you can, uh, help our audience with? <laughs> um, but no, uh, creative tip, you know, uh, a couple things, um, creative tip, I'm always going to piggyback on what I said the last time or whatnot, man, you gotta be fearless, fearlessness, to have that quality of just, you know, Balls to the wall, fuck it. We're going to do this no matter what. Who gives a damn if you fail, you fall down, you get back up, dust yourself up, and you keep repeating the process until you get it right. You know, it's trial and error, you know, and then you just got to be fearless, man. But also, too, uh, 
to, to add to that, um, I want to quote uh, my acting coach, uh, Choice Skinner, from Breaking Through Acting Workshop. Learned a lot from, from, from you know, uh, that man. He's a great dude, a great brother. Uh, he's, you know, learned a lot from him about the business and uh, about life. Uh, but, um, you know, just from within the four years that I had been in his class, but uh, he always said something that resonated to me. He said it to the class and to whoever that had audited but he says, if it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, Quantel, about how you were looking at Napoleon's uh, body of work, and uh, it just kind of inspired you to do more. Well, I got to step my game up. And one thing that Choice uh, Skinner used to always say, uh, he's like, well, if you think you're working hard, work harder. Yeah, work harder, especially like in the business that you know I'm in, that Mildred, you know, is in you know, with, you know, Hollywood and entertainment or just with anything that you do in life, you know, like you have like to be relentless. You have to just keep pressing forward. And like, it just sums it up. Just what he said, you know, if you think you're working hard, work harder because there's always going to be, you know, somebody or something that's willing to knock you off that platform to take your spot or whatever. You know what I mean? It's an unforgiving business and, you know, it just goes back to, you know, you know, how we were raised. I'm sure we all have, you know, some sort of respective, you know, saying or whatever from a grandfather or a grandmother or whatever have you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, get your shit together, work hard, make it happen because at any given moment, you know, it could be snatched away or taken away or whatever life throws at you, you know what I mean? So yeah. thank you for working hard, work harder. Awesome. Just enjoy the moment of life. Live. You know, things may suck. There might be a pandemic, but it's on you if you decide to let it affect your life in a really bad way. I mean, it sucked for all of us, but it's all about yeah. living at the end of the day. Awesome. Uh, kind of a creative tip. Something that you can provide for our audience. Um, man, you know, I would just say... You know, for me, like my biggest creative tip, I think what I've done for myself, I, I don't know, it sounds crazy or not, but like I, uh, shit, I might as well just show you. I, uh, I, I leave notes to myself on the wall, like right here. Okay. Like, notes. Like, yo, this is what you got to do every day. And then like, I got a mini hoop right here. And then I like, when I'm not dunking, I'm doing some sick ass dunks. I know anybody <laughs> who wants to smoke, yo. I got I got dunks all day. LeBron <laughs> shit, son. Like I'll be all day, son. <laughs> you know, you feel me. But like, but like then when I'm stretching, more notes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a note right here on the wall. It says plan, you are gonna stay right where you are. It's time to make a move. How are you willing to change? Yo, that's what I say to myself every day. Like, I don't get, I'm sorry. I, like, I'll keep it real G-rated. I, I don't, I, I don't care anymore. Like, yo, every single day, if you're going to be a creative, you have to work on what you're doing. I don't care. It's like, yo, like most people, I feel like they don't, they don't want to suck. They don't want to like, they don't want to take that first step to like, be really bad at something 
and uh, you have to just do it. And every single day you have to work on that and build on that every single day. You're not going to be a leader from the front, right? You got to be a leader from the back or maybe sometimes whatever, but like the bottom line is you have to work on your goals every single day, just a little bit. That's how you're going to get to your 10,000 hours of mastery or whatever. So I'm just going to say like what I've learned is every single day, put it in your brain that this is what you're going to do today to work on your goal, period. That's it. Work on your goal every single day. I don't care what you have in front of you. I don't care if you have a wife. I don't care if you have a girlfriend. You have whatever, whatever, whatever. Cool. <laughs> That's fine. But what are you doing to improve yourself every single day? Yourself. Because at the end of the day, bro, like people are like, I'm scared. I'm going to die. I'm going to die alone. Blah, blah, blah. Bro, you're going to die alone regardless. You have a wife for 20, 40 years. At the end of the day, who's dying? You. That's all I'm saying. Like, yo, I'm just saying, like, that's what it is. Like, I love my family. I love, like, everything about it. But at the end of the day, bro, you have to make sure that at the end of the day, when you look back, what did you do for yourself to make yourself happy? Because you cannot affect anybody around you unless you are yourself are happy. Yeah. That's it. Just be happy, man. Work on yourself every single day. Make sure everybody around you is happy, taken care of, loved. Make sure you tell everybody that you love them. Boom, done. That's it. Just be happy. Love, 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 love. That's it. Nice. Cool. And Mildred, creative tip for our audience. Um, I think a couple of things. One of them is um, something that I, I really learned coming here to LA as an artist that I... I don't think I, I really knew too much about or didn't really pursue in Chicago was sort of taking control of my own destiny as an artist. So if there are things that are going on in your career or you feel like you're stagnant and you're not moving, then you have to be willing to be the agent of change for yourself. So if you, if, if there are things like if there are stories that you don't see, so as an, as an actor, like if I'm going out for these auditions, I'm like, oh, all this stuff, I, none of this stuff works for me as a black woman in the industry. None of my stories are being told. It's always, everything is being told from one perspective, from one lens. So how do you change that? Then you become the person to, to write those stories. So as an, as an artist, you have the power to, to change the, the narrative. Um, so always be willing, I think, to take control of something if you don't like how it is. Um, if you if you feel like you're not moving along in some area of your life, then you have to be willing to take that power and be the agent of change, and 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 change that. Um, and then the other thing uh, was a quote that I heard from um, uh, Pastor Mike Todd, and he said, um, "He's pretty good." The question, I'm sorry. I said he's really good. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Pastor Mike Todd. If you, if, I highly recommend him if you have not seen him. Um, he said, and I, and I had to put it as an IG story, but he said, the question isn't why they are gone. The question is, why are you still here? Which clearly means that you still have a purpose. So that every day that you get up, that is your, that is your opportunity to do something different to make a different choice. Um, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think that's, 
so just taking control. I think as a lot of people were saying, being willing to, to, to constantly work as a, you know, on your goal and what it is that you want to do and be willing to constantly work at that, even when it gets tough, um, because you can only get better with practice. You can only get better over time. You know, life shouldn't be a race. It should be a marathon. So it isn't about automatically getting to the finish line, but it's about all those things that you went through to get to the final purpose of what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So, and it's not being afraid of, of where you are. Be willing to be where you are. Be willing to be present and not, um, not overlook that because you're there for a reason. Because if God wanted to put you out in the forefront, he'd do that. So it's taking that time to be where you are because he's developing you. And, and take that time for development because you don't want to get out in the forefront and then look stupid because you was trying to get there and wasn't, you know, and weren't really trying to take the time to develop yourself in what area of your life and whatever that you, in anything that you do, wrestling, as an artist, as a painter, as a writer, as a whatever. Um, but it's being willing to be okay to be where you are and continue to develop so that when you, so that when you are brought up into the spotlight, you know how to handle it. You're in the mindset and it doesn't, nothing tips you off. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, creative tip for our audience. Sure. So I, I've heard some people talk about creativity. Some people talk about like productivity. So I just, I, I wrote very clear, very clear points down. So I don't take up time. Cause you know, I like <laughs> to talk. I'm a New York Italian. We like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get paid to talk for a living, so I'm used to it, right? So first thing, like productivity-wise, like five-minute rule. If it take, this is one of the best pieces of advice I got when I walked into the FBI. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 come out of being, I, I come out of being a college athlete in a very structured environment. I walked into a very structured environment, but obviously, I, you know, I was with Department of Homeland Security for like six months before. I'm just getting my feet wet and like working in a, in a big boy job. And one of my bosses gave me really good advice. He said, if it takes less than five minutes, do it right now. Stop whatever you're doing, do it right now. Think of how many times that like we've done things that we've put off things because they're small and then we never get to them, we forget. And then we're supposed to get to them again and then we don't. So productivity tip, if it takes less than five minutes, do it right now. And I've heard a lot of my like sales and business clients say the same thing that like this was something really helpful for them. So um, think about that right now. We have nothing but time but it's almost like paralysis by analysis. And like, because we have so much time, we don't do things that we could just get done right now because we're trying to figure out the perfect way to do it. And then we never do it. And then it's two and a half months in a quarantine and we're like, damn, I really was gonna do this. Like, like there's something that, that there's some things that I could have done that I haven't done yet. Cause you know, I'm, I'm taking too much time to figure it out. Five minute rule, um, something that I heard earlier based on what I said, plus that what Americano said, um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I gotta say it every time because I want to say Kano every time. It's all, uh, good. It's all good. Based on something that she said and what I said, um, it's positive people have negative thoughts all the time. People, this, it wraps right into the other thing I wanted to say, which is like people don't like being vulnerable. They feel like vulnerability is like dirty. And if you ever read like or listen to the Brene Brown uh, TED, yes. Yes. TED talk, yeah, like yes. vulnerability is where strength comes from. Vulnerability is where love blooms. Vulnerability and instability is where we make our biggest gains in all areas of life. People are afraid to be vulnerable because they see it as weakness, but vulnerability is really where strength is. So I relate that to positive people have negative thoughts all the time. Dive into like where you're vulnerable and like where you're uncomfortable. Um, 
The only thing that's required is that you just productively respond. Something bad can happen, or you could think something bad. That's okay. You're supposed to. The highest performers in all industries do. The difference between them and the rest of the world is how quickly and effectively they respond. The highest performers in the world aren't that much smarter than us. They've just made more mistakes and they've learned the hard way quicker or been in the game longer than we have. So if we embrace being vulnerable um, and we realize that like we're not bad or there's not something wrong with us if we have negative thoughts or we don't like have um, like, like we're thinking bad things, it's okay and it's natural for those things to happen and think. Like you can't control what comes in you are in 100% of control of what comes out. Mm -hmm. So your response and your reaction, you're in control of. Um, so I think like leveraging your, the, the best way to leverage your creativity is to embrace your vulnerability in whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your jujitsu journey, whether it's in like, whether like Jonathan, like the best, one of the best wrestling advice that I can give is that like, People that like being in neutral, you're a Cali boy, right? Yeah. yeah, Cali boys don't like being on the mat, right? So like Cali boys like being on their feet. The best thing that you can do to grow in your wrestling career is spend time on the mat, which I'm sure in your first, and once you got to college, you realize that very quickly. But the idea being is that like, enjoy and embrace like the places where we're not as good and like enjoy the like embrace the vulnerability as a source of strength, not a source of weakness. We'll grow in that vulnerability zone. There was a post that I made the other day, and I'm sure you've all seen like some sort of version of this post. Um, and then I'll wrap up there. But it essentially was um oh, where is it? I thought it was here. No, it's gonna be in the martial arts mindset page. Um I guess it's not there either. But it was like the fear zone, the growth zone, the comfort zone. It's like the farther away that you get away from your comfort zone, the closer that you get to your growth zone. I can't find the post where it's had the graphic, but that's what I think people should leverage at this time is that like, if you wanna be more creative, dive into where you're most vulnerable and where you're mm. least comfortable. And you'll make the biggest gains there. Don't don't be like I'm I'm good at this. I'm gonna double down on that. Like take this opportunity to learn the things that you're not as good at. Emerald, what is a creative tip for our audience? Um, thanks, Fontal. Um, and you know, I think you guys have shared some really great tips that I I am in a hundred percent agreement with. Um, to kind of piggyback of what Mike said, you know, just really stepping out of your comfort zone and just not being afraid to share your ideas with other people, whether it's on your team or someone you want to collaborate with. Um, and that's another thing too, you know, not being afraid to ask for help. But I think a lot of us are entrepreneurs. They're, um, you know, a one woman or one man shows. And for a lot of us, it's, and I'm speaking just from personal experience, if you guys don't feel this way, <laughs> that's okay. But I like to do a lot of things myself. And so, um, you know, finding areas where I'm able to you know, have other people help me because I feel like, you know, the project or whatever we're working on is going to be is so much more successful if you have the people to help you do that. And it takes more off, off your back, more stress, because I think right now a lot of us are 
um, you know, stretching ourselves too thin almost with, you know, the flexibility to, to do so many Zoom calls and to be able to, you know, move around your schedule and meet people within, um, you know, just the click of a button, we're able to meet with six people today. And, and that's great. Um, but you know, with that being said, it's it's important to remember, um, you know, when you, you need to be saying no and when, you know, it makes sense to take an opportunity. So just being mindful of the purpose of that. And if that makes sense for you to take on, and if not, maybe you know someone else that um, would be a better fit for that. So, you know, just remembering that you don't always have to say yes, that FOMO is a real thing. And I think it just really gets the best of us sometimes. So um, just really kind of getting out of our own heads and and um, remembering that our other people are there and they want to help you, um, whether they're in your industry or not. Um, you know, I'm sure even just having someone proofread something for you is so important just to get a fresh pair of eyes because, um, you know, at least myself, I get in that mindset that I can do it all, all by myself or I've got this. Um, but then the second someone else, you know, is able to help out or offer their two cents, it just elevates that, um, that experience or that project we're working on there. So, um, you know, with that, I would say, you know, just try to find a good balance in this period of growth stage and, um, you know, finding times where it's appropriate to slow down, but take that initiative um, where appropriate. And I think a lot of us are, um, you know, faced with the challenge that there's a lot of questions out there um, and not a lot of answers. So, you know, when it comes to that, my advice for anyone is, um, you know, take initiative yourself, make those calls. And if you know other people have, you know, um, the same question as you, share that answer with them um, and spread that. And you can be that resource to your network. So you don't always necessarily have to wait for someone to find that um, just because you're they're your point of contact. You know, you may be able to take something off their plate and they'll be really grateful for it. Um, so that's my um, kind of word to the wise, I guess, as far as that just, um, you know, really finding a good balance um, through this growth stage. Yeah, good deal. And uh, Emily, you're you're a Virgo, aren't you? I am a Virgo. Yeah, we're we're control freaks. <laughs> so uh, I'm 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 slowly learning how to delegate things out, but uh, hard. yeah, we're yeah we're control freaks. Virgo could almost be a soft version of a Taurus because you're so. <laughs> You're well, so like, stubborn in that way. Yeah. Yes. That's a that's probably uh something for another episode. There we go. The science explained. But uh yeah, man, we're gonna end this. Uh, like I said, I know it's sort of I know it's late in the Houston area. Uh, <laughs> I'm always up late, bro. I, I know grind you. Grind don't grind don't stop, homie. I I know you. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> For for normal people, I'm gonna say for normal people, they have to they have to go to sleep. For Mike, he's still up. So, um, but yeah, we'll 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 end this um, just with some uh, quick little words of wisdom. Um, you know, uh, nothing, just something something brief, but uh, something to sign off with uh, before we get off this uh, this this first uh, first volume of uh, the Cradle Brew Roundtable. So, I'll, uh, Napoleon, I'll let you uh, run with it. Couple little words of wisdom. To sign off sure uh just always be look at on the lookout for things that inspire you it doesn't have to be anything profound just something that gives your life enrichment and uh, makes the day worthwhile great uh team pba jonathan <laughs> some words of wisdom uh, Skinner from breaking through acting workshop again uh keep the faith 
and keep going. World domination. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Some words of wisdom. Dude, like, like the great Nipsey Hussle always said, bro, just keep going, man. Just, just keep going. Just believe in yourself, bro. You're your number one fan. I said it that, that's what I said to you on Quantel when we did our first podcast together. Just keep going, believe in yourself. You're your number one fan. That's still the, that's still the number one. Believe in yourself. At the end of the day, everybody, the only person who has your back is yourself. That's not the shit on anybody who has your back. But at the end of the day, who has your back? Right here, son. Right here. Just remember that. Just boom. Hustle. 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 Keep going. Awesome. What about you, Melvin? Um, I think I would say never be afraid to try something new. Um, I think there's always, I don't know. I think there's, yeah, just never be afraid to try anything new, even if you feel like it'll scare you. Because as Coach Mike said, you know, it's in the vulnerability that we discover where our, our, our true strength lies. So. Very true. Yeah. Um, Mike, what about you? Some, a couple of words of wisdom. Sure. Something, uh, one of my UFC fighters is fighting this weekend, Matt Brown, uh, him and I talk a lot about is a, a Frederick Nietzsche quote, which is when you know your why, you'll suffer through anyhow. Right? Mm-hmm. So people know, people all talk about their goals, but they don't really understand the true purpose behind them. So when you know your purpose, it's really easy to go through difficult things. So, um, you know, whether that be your goals in jujitsu and wrestling, whether it be your marriage, right? Like when you know why, when you know your why, why you love somebody, why you're with somebody, you're willing to suffer through things. Um, same thing with our jobs, right? Like um, we don't always have a great day every day. We don't have a great training session every day. We don't have a good day in our life every day, right? But when you know why you're doing something, it's easy to suffer through anyhow. That doesn't necessarily mean that um, your path doesn't change, but you're a lot more willing to put in the time, the work, the effort, the hustle. The, you're a lot more willing to get uncomfortable when you have a very clear purpose. That's great. And uh, Ermel, what about you? Just a couple of words of wisdom. Yeah, I would just, um, I would end it that, you know, in times of uncertainty, just to really um, lean into and trust yourself. So, um, you know, you know your limits, you know what you're capable of. Um, you know what your your body and just your soul needs right now. So just listen to that. Listen to your inner voice and all the chaos. Great. And I guess I got to give mine. Uh, <laughs> mine would be figure out uh, your first three words when you get up in the morning. Uh, and that's something that I've been, uh, I've been doing personally for myself for some months now is uh, what are the, actually, what are the, the last three words you tell yourself? before you go to sleep and what are the first three words you tell yourself when you get up before you get up out of bed uh, and mine is how do you well i don't know three words but it's um how do you want to show up uh, yeah. you know and that's when i was aware you know if i feel like i need to show up uh in whatever capacity you know if i need to give out some insight if i need to give out some inspiration uh if i need to get client work done um if i need to just cut off some people um you know, how do I want to show up today? And uh, you're just, you're in full control of how you want to control your story. Um, You can either be dictated by the people that tell you who you think you should be, uh, or you can define who you want to be right now. Um, 
you're the you're the author of it. Um, and that that's something that um, is very you know profound to me, and that's something that I think about is you know how do I want how do I want to write my story? You know, just daily. You know, how do I how do I want to show up? You know, it's very easy for me to be negative, uh, but what if I could show up for someone and help someone even if I'm struggling? Uh, that's that's true strength. Uh, very easy to be a superstar whenever you're feeling bad. I mean, when you're feeling good. Uh, but when you're feeling bad and when you're down the rocks and you can still help somebody else, uh, that's true strength. So um, other than that, hey, that this was awesome. Um, I said uh, I plan on doing this um, in the next probably 20 episodes. Uh, I'll be doing a volume two and uh, be getting a new a new group of Avengers here. But um, yeah, it's uh, it was it was awesome uh, getting everybody's insights. Everybody, um, you know, everybody's perspectives obviously um, you know feel free once I, whenever whenever I re release this out uh, I'm sure to send emails out to everybody um, you can you know pretty much you know if you need to connect with each other um, in this group please do uh, it's always good to you know network find new people to connect with uh, even personally or professionally um, uh, Kano when you get healed up uh, I'll be sure to whoop your tail again uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, I'm always down, son. Let's go. I always want the smoke. Let's go. Let's go. I'm down. But in all love, in all love, all love. All love. <laughs> but I'm always down. I'm seriously always down. <laughs> hey, I know. Um, and then, uh, Jonathan, I'd like to train with you one day, too. Uh, I'd like to get up there and, and work out with you, too. Um, so I'm, I'm still in shape. I'm still in shape. I can still go. Yeah, hell yeah, you can. So I said, once the smoke clears and the dust settles, hey, once all this COVID, whatever, we should all get together and link up cigars, bourbon, wine, coffee, tea, whatever. Let's do it. Dude, let's get a roll on. I know he'll do it. Yes, let's get a roll on and then maybe we'll get some coffee and then we'll definitely get some cigars and bourbon. On the grill. Oh, boy, you something else. Uh, <laughs> ready. No, I'm ready. Let's go. I know you're ready. Pump right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead yeah. and uh, end this. Uh, like I said, this has been another awesome episode of the Creative Brew, the Creative Brew uh, Roundtable, first volume. So, um, once again, be creative, stay inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Peace and love, y'all. Bye.